What's up, non-believers, doubters, and skeptics? Welcome back to Jesus Unfollower, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Crow, the atheist of TikTok and YouTube and Instagram, and I think I'm too many places. But I love what I do. I love um, getting to talk to so many people who have been through a lot of the same stuff that I have. It's really awesome, and when I get uplifting messages it makes me feel like it's definitely worth it like what i'm doing is worth it and that's a great feeling because at times it can be a little bit hard when people start name calling or just talking about stupid shit like my looks or whatever and just attacking me for for no reason it kind of gets old but then i'll hear from somebody who makes me feel like what i'm doing is actually worth it like i got a message on tiktok from someone that says, thank you for your content. You posted a video that began a chain of events that uncovered a lot of childhood trauma. I am now reviewing with my therapist. You helped me with that, so don't ever get discouraged. Sorry if that was TMI, but I'm just grateful. Um, that kind of stuff matters more than people realize when I get messages like that because I didn't start doing this because I'm trying to be edgy or offend people or tell people that what they think is not valid. It's just about wanting to um, be relatable to people and, and show people that they're not alone in their doubts and questions. So that's what made me start what I'm doing. Today's podcast uh, continues the series on Revelation. It's chapter 16 through 18, and then it'll just be one more. 19 through 21, and then I'll start creating some other stuff. Also, I have a, uh, I'm doing a YouTube live coming up soon with, on November 1st with some of my best pals from Instagram. So make sure you check the show notes and get that link. Um, and you can submit your questions in the chat box over there. You can do it during the live. You can do it, send me questions on Instagram or email me your question kevin at jesusunfollower.com but i'm going to have some great people on there blair from talk purity to me Paige from mindful humanist will from heretical theology and emily from leaving christianity so we'll be talking about questions from the bible deconversion purity culture humanism anything that you want to talk about we'll just be hanging out um, and look, we, we don't consider ourselves experts, but we just like to connect with people who are similar to us. So, um, make sure you checked out, check out that link, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm trying to hit a thousand subscribers before the end of the year. It's just a personal goal of mine. So if you don't mind, go, uh, subscribe over there without further ado, let's get into today's episode, Revelation chapter 16 through 18, adultery, wine, and wrath. The seven bowls of God's wrath. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go, pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel went out and poured his bowl on the land, and ugly festering sores broke out on all the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood like that of a dead person, and every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. 
Then I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, You are just in these judgments, O holy one, you who are and who were, for they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. And I heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had control over these plagues, but they refused to repent and glorify him. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs, and they came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are demonic spirits that perform signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed, so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne, saying, It is done. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it had ever occurred since mankind had been on earth, so tremendous was the quake. The great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations collapsed. God remembered Babylon the great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. Every island fled away and the mountains could not be found. From the sky, huge hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, fell on people. And they cursed God on account of the plague of hail because the plague was so terrible. So the bowls of wrath, that's very nice. The first bowl contains festering sores. The second bowl killed everything in the sea. The third bowl turned the rivers into blood. The fourth bowl allowed the sun to scorch people. The fifth bowl was plunged onto the throne of the beast. His kingdom was plunged into darkness and people got sores so bad that they gnawed on their tongue. The sixth bowl dried up the Euphrates River and made everybody start spitting out frogs that were demonic spirits. And the seventh bowl brought about a massive earthquake and hailstorm. You know, if God were going to send all of these horrible things to the people who don't believe, you would think that he would actually give us some kind of evidence or reason to believe that he exists at all. Just saying. Revelation 17. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the punishment of the great prostitute who sits by many waters. With her, the kings of the earth committed adultery, and the inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated with the wine of her adulteries. Then the angel carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was covered with blasphemous names and had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and was glittering with gold, precious stones, and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand filled with abominable things and the filth of her adulteries. The name written on her forehead was a mystery. Babylon the Great the mother of prostitutes, and the abominations of the earth. 
I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly astonished. Then the angel said to me, Why are you astonished? I will explain to you the mystery of the woman and of the beast she rides, which has the seven heads and ten horns. The beast which you saw once was, now is not, and yet will come up out of the abyss and go to its destruction. The inhabitants of the earth, whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world, will be astonished when they see the beast, because it once was, now is not, and yet will come. This calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads are seven hills on which the woman sits. They are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, the other has not yet come, but when he does come, he must remain for only a little while. The beast who once was, and now is not, is an eighth king. He belongs to the seven and is going to his destruction. The ten horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but who for one hour will receive authority as kings along with the beast. They have one purpose, and will give their power and authority to the beast. They will wage war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will triumph over them, because he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And with him will be his called, chosen, and faithful followers. Then the angel said to me, The waters you saw, where the prophecy sits, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and languages. The beast and the ten horns you saw will hate the prophecy. They will bring her to ruin and leave her naked. They will eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God has put it in their hearts to accomplish his purpose by agreeing to hand over to the beast their royal authority. And so God's words are fulfilled. The woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. I think that Revelation 17 probably has more symbolism than the other chapters that we've covered so far. Once again, we have yet another beast with seven heads, ten horns. Seems like the whore of Babylon represents like seductive culture. They're talking about kings who have been, kings that are currently reigning, and kings that are yet to come. It's just very vague. Spoiler alert, God wins. We all know God wins. The beast is going to turn on the prostitute, and whatever God had in mind is going to happen. Revelation 18, Lament Over Fallen Babylon. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. With a mighty voice, he shouted, Fallen! Fallen is Babylon the Great. She has become a dwelling for demons and a haunt for every impure spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable animal, for all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues, for her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Give back to her as she is given. Pay her back double for what she has done. Pour her a double portion from her own cup. Give her as much torment and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. In her heart she boasts, I sit enthroned as queen. I am not a widow. I will never mourn. Therefore, in one day, her plagues will overtake her. Death, mourning, and famine. She will be consumed by fire, for mighty is the Lord God who judges her. When the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and shared her luxury see the smoke of her burning... They will weep and mourn over her. Terrified at her torment, they will stand far off and cry. Woe, woe to you, great city, you mighty city of Babylon. In one hour, your doom has come. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold, silver, precious stones, and pearls. Fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet cloth. Every sort of citron wood and articles of every kind made of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble. Cargoes of... Okay, are we just going to describe every single kind of cargo here? Cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh, and frankincense, of wine and olive oil, of fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, 
horses and carriages, and human beings sold as slaves. They will say, the fruit you longed for is gone from you. All your luxury and splendor have vanished, never to be recovered. The merchants who sold these things and gained their wealth from her will stand far off, terrified at her torment. They will weep and mourn and cry out, Woe! Woe to you, great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. In one hour, such great wealth has been brought to ruin. Every sea captain and all who travel by ship, the sailors and all who earn their living from the sea, will stand far off. When they see the smoke of her burning, they will exclaim, Was there ever a city like this great city? They will throw dust on their heads and with weeping and mourning cry out, Here we go again. Woe, woe to you, great city, where all who had ships on the sea became rich through her wealth. In one hour, she has been brought to ruin. Rejoice over her, you heavens. Rejoice, you people of God. Rejoice, apostles and prophets, for God has judged her with the judgment she imposed on you. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a large millstone and threw it into the sea and said, With such violence, the great city of Babylon will be thrown down, never to be found again. The music of harpists and musicians, pipers and trumpeters will never be heard in you again. No worker of any trade will ever be found in you again. The sound of a millstone will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. This is redundant, repetitive. The voice of bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. Your merchants were the world's important people. By your magic spell, all the nations were led astray. In her was found the blood of prophets and of God's holy people of all who have been slaughtered on the earth. So in chapter 18, basically, it's like, oh, shit, Babylon is done. Ain't no musicians going to play there. Ain't nobody going to sing there. Ain't nobody going to work there. Ain't nobody going to get married there. Ain't no lights going to shine there. They are screwed. We are almost at the end of Revelation. Three chapters to go, which means one more video. If you want to support the show for just a couple of bucks a month, you can do so at patreon.com slash jesusunfollower. Thank you to my patrons, Ainsley, Marissa, Leah, Robert, and World of Peepers. I really appreciate the support. Until next time, let logic and reason guide the way. Peace out.